Greetings and welcome to the Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I facilitate Friendship's personal growth education services and also serve as host for these podcasts, offering openness and caring through the gift of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. Most people have heard the familiar saying that, quote, one can choose to look at a glass as half full or half empty, unquote. Like so many idioms in our life, This one is frequently heard and yet implemented with great infrequency and difficulty by many. Psychologists often call the perceptions and choices that you and I make for our thoughts and behavior to be the process known as framing. We have the power to observe or participate in some situation and make the decision on how we choose to, quote, frame it, unquote, we frame what we see and or feel. We have the power to choose a positive or negative frame focus for the various parts of our world, just like we get a choice on how to frame a photo or a painting. My experience has led me to believe that this is a very strong power for we humans and can alter many of our difficulties into more positive perceptions. I see so many people verbalize this power, but they decline to implement it into making positive changes for their own life. It tends to be a sad situation for me when an individual chooses to frame his or her feelings and behaviors as something that they have no power to change by utilizing the process of reframing. Not just framing, but reframing. Many times these persons find themselves choosing the self-reference of becoming a victim, a victim within their lives that definitely leans toward the, quote, empty, unquote, side of living life. Playing the psychological game of poor me can be a very ineffective framing technique for a positive lifestyle. Recently, a friend of mine lost $500 in cash in her purse at a dining establishment. She discovered the loss at her next stop and attempted to retrieve it. However, The finder had long gone with his or her new treasure. My friend told me about it and it made the optimistic choice to see this as her getting to be a senior citizen and this being the very first time in her entire life that she had lost a big amount of cash. There was no, quote, poor me, unquote, chorus that so many individuals might choose. Her choice was to frame this event as a compliment to herself. This seems so difficult for many of us to do. 
a friend of mine who survived the recent earthquake in Alaska, she commented that since so many of her items have been broken, falling from the walls and shelves, that this seemed like it seemed might to be a good time to downsize. To me, this was an amazing example of power, the power of choosing to frame a situation and making it as positive as possible. So far, yours truly has never been a patient in a hospital, not since my birth, or have I had a major illness over my lifetime. After recently seeing so many family and friends who have not been so lucky, I believe that I have a choice. I have a choice whether to frame this behavior as a blessing, which is what I tend to do, or like some other people, I could choose to spend the time worrying when my time will come. My time will probably come since statistics tell me that eventually life will end. Aging does have a certain end, but I get to choose how I manage my perceptions between now and when the end of my life does arrive. There are many people who dislike their job or situation for some reason. Each person, I believe, has the power to frame their attitude with a focus on how unhappy they are to be trapped in a particular job or situation, or they can frame their attitude that they are very fortunate to have a job in this type of economy. They may feel fortunate to have a job at all, regardless of how much they dislike it. Of course, a third choice, to feel guilty about choosing to feel trapped, or a choice of the guilt of having a job when so many people may not. The power to frame any part of our lives, I believe, is our choice. Another aspect of this framing power is that we each are able to define the type and degree of attitude in which we frame our feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. A frequently overlooked corollary is that when we have the power to define, we frame our world in those choices. We also have the power to redefine it. We can take a choice that we have made and we can redefine it to fit current thoughts, feelings, and circumstances. Implementing the powers to frame and define our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, I believe can do so much to determine whether we live a life that tends to be more full or empty, sad or happy, or any number of other options. This is the type of personal power that we each have to determine the way we choose to live our daily lives. I find it such a treat to interact with someone who chooses to focus on the positive power to frame a fuller life and often feel sad for those who choose not to do so for themselves. I know that people choose the full or the empty viewpoint based on meeting their needs, not mine. Just having the power to change one's life does not guarantee that an individual will choose to implement it. Hopefully knowing that we each have so much personal power to make our lives into full adventures, 
This power will give us the reminder we need when we write our personal life journey. Most of us grow into adulthood and finally accept that we are the one who is responsible for our thoughts and feelings. Much of childhood and adolescence is spent in trying to be responsible for only the fun things in life and often trying to displace the responsibility for any messes that you and I may find ourselves in. Most people seem to follow a path that says that when one leaves the chronological age of being a child or a youth, it is time to behave in an adult manner with ourselves and with other people. Our experience tells us that some do, some don't. There are always some who believe that the goal of life is to accept personal responsibility for the positive happenings and find someone else to blame for any of the negatives. I believe immature attitudes like this can give living a bad name. And in my opinion, living is a great experience. Becoming an adult by age or physical development does not guarantee that one reaches the adult level of emotional maturity. I imagine most of us have met people who have a young chronological age who are very mature, as well as the reverse. Many people who are chronologically adults who emotionally act as children. Understanding this concept can help one interact more realistically with those who have not reached the emotional maturity of adulthood, whether by choice or by some other causation. We do not assume that we know for sure that we know for sure why some behaviors are out there in other people. It can be a tragic mistake if we go through the process of assuming that we know for sure why he or she or any person in our world has chosen their thoughts and behaviors. When one chooses to be an active listener to people, like I do, we listen to people who are looking outside of themselves for the solutions to their problems or attempting to find someone to blame for their situations. I believe when we meet this kind of person, it pays to be cautious, regardless of how eager one might be to offer assistance. And this is advice that I constantly remind myself of. I like to help people. It is very, very challenging to be cautious around certain types before jumping in with automatic offer of assistance. In counseling classes, one important foundation is offered early and frequently by instructors. I received this viewpoint and I have shared it frequently with others. That viewpoint is when listening to the life story of another person, it is wise to remember that the talker retains ownership of any situation or problem contained within. Listening is not taking ownership of the joys of that person's life or the problems of that person's life. 
People who want to help people often attempt to take over the problem and make it their own. Almost no one learns how to solve a situation when someone else is there to relieve them of the stress, anxiety, or other negative outcomes. Support through listening hospitality can be helpful for most people. It does not involve being a preacher, a judge, social worker, or anything else to relieve the person of their own situations. To be a mature adult, I believe we are the ones who assume responsibility for our own thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and behavior. We do remain free to give gifts for our choices to other people. What these other people choose to do with my gift or your gift is always their choice. I am free to give what the person or receiver wishes to do with that gift is theirs. The giver has ceded that ownership. A similar thought that can be helpful, I believe, in listening to people tell their life stories without taking charge is to recall the old Hueyism that we've heard on previous podcasts. When I do what I've always done, I will get what I've always got. It still amazes me after all of these years why people think repetitive behavior suddenly will alter things. If you want change, there has to be a change. There can be a tendency to take responsibility away from another by telling them how they can do something different if they expect a different result. People who say things like, I know what you need to do. I know the answer for you. This is what you, quote, should do. One of the sad realities of life, I believe, is that many people do not want. They say they want a different outcome, but internally and realistically, when confronted and they get to the point where they are being honest with themselves, they do not want a different outcome because it does involve work and doing something different. You can't do the same thing and get a different outcome. I find that embracing change of thoughts, attitudes, feelings, and behaviors, it is a most difficult behavior for many people. It certainly has been a challenge in my life journey, and I'm constantly striving and confronting myself with this. I must remember, to, I tell myself over and over again, that embracing change is difficult. It is work. But if I don't want things to stay the same, then some change is needed. Why make change if one can find another person to take responsibility for my problems or do a repetitive and very familiar behavior that does not alter my situation? Many of us fall into that pattern known as habit. I believe that listeners would be wise to know that if their suggestions do not meet the outcomes expected by that other person, the one who is asking you to, quote, solve their problem, unquote, the blame will soon be back with you if it doesn't work. You who has tried to be helpful will wind up with the blame. You told me, and it didn't work. There are many gifts that we can offer to another person. Hopefully, our gifts, 
the ones you and I give, are given with no attachments or expectations. I personally like to give gifts to other people. I believe that my responsibility is to be direct, honest, and caring when I give the gift of listening or when I give any other gift. It does not involve assuming responsibility for the burdens of another that may encourage them to return to the behaviors of childhood and or adolescence where someone or something is responsible for what is happening in their world. Our gift is hopefully giving without any expectations or strings attached. I believe personally that my gifts, whatever they happen to be, is very important for me. It's a very important way to connect with another human being. A question for pondering in our personal growth. What would that be? Well, one that I would offer for consideration today is, is a person being dishonest if they make the choice not to tell another person a piece of information that they consider personal and prefer to keep a secret? Is this being dishonest or does it have the opportunity to be framed in a different way? But it's a question that is frequently confronted as we interact with ourselves and other people on our own personal growth. What is honest and what is dishonest? Someone once asked me if a person was being dishonest when they stated a preference, a preference not to openly discuss their sexual behavior or other personal issues with others, or with friends, or with family. Was this honest or dishonest? This question raises an interesting question about what is the healthiest for us and others when we choose not to disclose specific information about ourselves, which may make us uncomfortable, may make another person experience a degree of discomfort. Or the one that I really uh, subscribe to is that I believe it's absolutely no one else's business. And I have many individuals who share the same point of view. But another question for us to consider as we explore our own personal growth is, do other people have a right to ask me about anything that they find to be of interest about me? Does curiosity have limits? If it does, what are they? Who decides them? Myself or another person? I personally believe there are degrees to almost every type of behavior, feeling, and attitude. So the answer is usually for me, it would be in the affirmative. Our culture generally is not really comfortable about having open, honest, and direct discussion about some topics, such as human sexuality. We don't feel comfortable discussing it even though we flood ourselves with sex and printed materials, movies, videos, music, etc. We can laugh about sexual behavior or we can intellectualize it, but seldom do we feel safe enough to be completely open 
in our dialogues, especially if we and or society may tend to see our thoughts, feelings, or behaviors as different. We like to be with people who are similar, and we tend to be cautious about anybody who has a different feeling, thought, perception, or behavior. Almost all societies like stability, and they like the individual within it to have similar patterns of thoughts and behaviors. We all get along so we can make progress living together. Can we live comfortably in a world where various sensitive feelings are a natural part of life? Can we accept the idea of having a world in which we each take each other as we are and we do not have negative stereotypes of certain groups? We tend to be uncomfortable with people who are different. We know that people do tend to like to be with people who are like them in important ways. You and I like to associate with individuals who we, what the same individuals that you and I would consider, quote, normal. Are we being dishonest with others if we choose to avoid disclosing certain things about ourselves where others may have judgmental attitudes or behaviors? If we know the other individual is going to be in a judging attitude or have judging behaviors, what is our personal responsibility to ourselves to avoid disclosing certain things about ourselves? Even though sexuality aspects may be a frequent example for us to consider, it certainly is not the only one in our culture. I believe that many people have personal areas that they choose not to discuss with others or only with a very few trusted souls. These can include things like income level, relatives we have, our health, our personal faith, etc. It is obvious to me that our Creator made people in all different and diverse types. Many believe, why should everyone have the same behaviors of thoughts just as they might expect? Why should everyone expect us to have, and everyone should be either an introvert or an extrovert? We don't have that expectation. So why do we have such difficulty with different thoughts and behaviors? One could ask what people who have been created with different physical traits emotional characteristics, etc., should all have some one specific trait. I question that frequently. The more information that I give to you and the more information you give to me, it is the strengthening aspect of our relationship. I know there are probably individuals who would place information like their sexual orientation their personal income, their relatives, or any other aspect of their life on a highway billboard. These are individuals that believe sharing personal information is always good. As one who personally believes in degrees, I question whether any behavior is always good or always bad. And I respect this. Others would choose to be very private about certain of their thoughts and their feelings. As we can see, some like to give our personal information in measured amounts 
to people with varying degrees of openness. They see personal characteristics such as history as being information. It's informational in nature and it's only shared with people who have earned a degree of trust. Another question for you and I to consider is how much personal information do others really want to know about us? Are we being realistic when we meet people who don't want to know anything about us or who are very content with knowing very little? How do we differentiate between the people that want to know very little versus those in our culture that want to know almost everything? There are people who have the feeling that not knowing is sometimes easier it's easier for us and may avoid internal or external conflicts. If I don't know about it, then I don't have to handle it. I don't have to manage it. Ignorance is a wonderful bliss. Another example might be someone with a certain religious background. They may find it much easier to not know about a certain person's sexual behavior if that type of information conflicts with his or her own personal and religious value system. As I said before, ignorance in this situation is a bliss. It's one way to receive it and manage it. Don't learn about it. Block it out. Like many other areas of personal growth, the answer to the question about sharing our personal information, I believe, is within each individual. It is an individual choice. There is no universal good, there is no universal bad. I believe it remains our personal choice to decide what honesty in sharing personal information entails. I believe the choice for each of us is personal. Well, this is your friend and host, James Hewitt. I thank you for listening to me on this podcast as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Your positive feedback sent by email is appreciated. That address is powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. Please join me each week as we continue to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. As your friend and host here on Friendship Podcast Radio, I encourage you to nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.